Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Is It Just Me? And obviously, it is not just me. I'm your host, Joe Elvin, with our other host. And I'm James Williams. Yes, here we are. And we have a fabulous guest this week all-round entertainer, woman extraordinaire, comedian, actress, Irish person. <laughs> the Professional Irish person. I was going to leave that as a surprise reveal for the end. <laughs> oh, there you go. You've given it away. It's Miss Ashling B in the house. Woo-hoo. Hello. Hello. Podcast we are listeners. so excited that you're here, Ashling. We are. We've been trying to get you for a while now. Yeah. Oh, really? You are a hard woman to pin down. You're so busy. Yeah, that's that's what many of my lovers say. <laughs> hey yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been, a, it's, last year was a bit nutty, so it's nice. To, this is actually, I think this is the first official work thing I've done of 2018. Yes, because wow. today, I don't know when you're listening to this, everybody, but mm-hmm. today is the 4th of January. The 4th of January, So we're yes. sort of like, this is my first actual yeah. piece of industry. Yes, this is, <laughs> Since, um, this is industry, yeah. believe yeah. me. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It's oh. full on. Especially yeah. for you. I don't know what industry, maybe it's a farming yeah. industry or the fishing industry, but it's an industry event. We like to keep it vague. Yeah. <laughs> it is also two days since my last celebration mini chocolate I'd just like oh, to oh what are please? you doing yeah. some kind of like 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 I always feel there's this lovely queue in paper chase of women with hopes and dreams uh, and during January and I'm always in that queue there's something about paper chase that people are like well I'm gonna get no pens I'm gonna get no diary a yeah. new list and your whole and thing a gratitude is like, diary and yeah. a gratitude diary yeah. and all of this stuff and I'm a big in in that uh, uh, Venn diagram of, of people and this I've been is thinking about it but mm. I can't be asked to join that queue well here's <laughs> the thing I got told um, by a therapist about two years ago he told me to stop making so many lists and I don't mm-hmm. mean like when you're going to the shop buy bread sort of thing but he said that it's important to not make as many lists because what happens to the body when you make a list is you get a dopamine hit so a happy hit of, a, of your happy hormone for just writing the list but you don't get the happy hit from doing the thing and then you're carrying around this list and every time you don't do the thing you have a sense of failure that you didn't get around to it mm. so if I'm like oh write a book and that's always on my list I get a happy hit from writing the book and a constant sense of failure because I didn't tick off something on my list mm. and so to just trust that you will remember and get round to things without a list but we're as a society we're definitely addicted to list making because it does give us a sort of that the same makes, feeling like when we look at yeah. our phone that makes so much sense now mm. I know why I've never been a list maker I, I, yeah. love, I love that therapist because I'm yeah. telling mm. you nothing stresses me out more than looking at a list of things because I have you're, to do you're getting, oh my a, God. you're getting a and you will remember what you have to do and you'll get Not stuff always, done there might be, but there might be something that slips through, but you won't always get done what's on your list either. Exactly. You will kind of remember, other than like send email by the 8th to tax person. That's mm. It's not that sort of stuff. It's more the bigger things. And you will remember to get around to them. But that sense of carrying a list of almost what was happy and then carrying around a list of your failures actually isn't good for us. And it doesn't give us the incentive to actually finish the task. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, oh, yeah, if I make sure I get the task done and I get a dopamine hit from finishing the task rather than writing the list, I'm more likely to do another task. Because because how often... I know that people 
in my life who are the list makers. They say they they claim that they get the dopamine hit from mm-hmm. then crossing off the thing. But yes. how, how often do you physically, literally, actually get out that list and go? Yeah, Tick. and also, sometimes you yeah. put the things afterwards. Also, though, isn't it about how realistic your list is? If it is yes. literally things like go to Sainsbury's, yeah. wake up, yeah, yeah, breathe. Yeah. I mean, hey, we could all cross those things off a list. Except, we? but then sometimes I sometimes do those <laughs> things, or or you do the thing, and you're like, oh god, I never put it down on my list. We'll put it down on my list, and now cross it off. Yeah, yeah. Sainsbury's are done. Yeah. Um, so. Terribly efficient. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, so let's ditch the lists, people. Let's go and save yeah. some people from... Yeah, from, that's from, going on my list. Right. And so, let's go save people from Paper Chase right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Guys, you don't need this. I do. There's a polar bear on it. <laughs> you don't. It's not going to make you work anymore effectively so, in your accountancy job. So you're the sort of like the anti-list guru. Where, where do you lay down the law, Ashling, on... Uh, resolutions resolutions I, I'm, I'm a big I'm not a Christmas person at all uh, I find I find the winter quite hard mm, I find it too. quite I don't really I'm not in great form over the winter also because I work a lot at night doing stand up not prostitution <laughs> I, I work a lot of night on the it's streets a, it's a very thin line <laughs> yeah, I mean it really yeah. is sometimes yeah. you're like this I think the yeah. other would be easier um, when you're doing a tough gig in the middle yeah. of a Christmas period Um but I, uh, so I don't really like the winter and you just sort of feel unhealthy and there's a lot of kind of forced materialism and just forced togetherness that's not necessarily natural all the time in the cold. And then I love the idea of New Year. I love the idea of going, of, of I, I think it's very important for humans to mark things. So like I'm marking that that year is now behind me. Thank you very much or up yours, but that's behind me. Now let's... It, it gives you a released energy into the next year. So I do like the idea of energy and re- resolutions. What I did with my, um, I had a couple of friends around on New Year's Eve and then we went to a house party afterwards. But I'm big into my uh, crystals and witchcraft and wizardry. And we did like a little ceremony in the garden. So what we did was, and this is about half nine or ten, so before we headed off to this party, we made a list of stuff that we wanted to release from the last year. So goodbye to the negativity or that guy or that girl or whatever it was or that fight with someone and wrote those down and writing things down is very powerful as well because it's out of your head and it's placed somewhere else that that goes exactly against Ooh, what I said I about this I should have gone to this but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then we made that list and then the things we want to bring in to uh, the new year and again that's not necessarily a list of to do things that's like I'd like more happiness or hope or I'd like to find more hopefulness in the day and so we uh, lit a little fire in the garden which there was a point I was like mm, I'm not sure I should really have started this fire <laughs> and um, I'm not sure I can manage this will we get some cava and pour it on it it's been like that episode <laughs> of Friends where they're explaining the, the ritual burning to the fire brigade yeah. yes yes yeah. exactly do you know what I did think of that as well when I was doing it because one of my friends put in his and it really made a big blast I don't know what was on his uh, things he was going releasing but it made quite oh, a whoa one of those guys who likes his farts is he <laughs> um, so it could have been that actually and then um, the future things we like buried it in the garden (gasps) yeah Mm. as a sort of a reminder that it's there when you look out to the garden you think oh yeah be more hopeful God, that's yeah. really deep I know mm, mm, mm. But were you drunk <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm, drunk. I'm amazed um, you could do like, all of that like, drunk I did but. look the next day I felt really um, emotional about it but the next day I looked at my handwriting and I was so scratchy <laughs> love more you know this oh, sort that's of stuff, a brilliant you know. idea I have to say this year yeah. uh, I had a bit of an epiphany uh, whereby I tried this year to rather than I tried to I did celebrate New Year's mm-hmm, Eve but mm-hmm. I had this real thing about I wanted to celebrate New Year's Day yes, so I kind yes, of reined yes. myself in a bit New Year's Eve mm-hmm. and then I couldn't believe I actually got up I got yes. dressed on New Year's Day Starting I it, then yeah. went out the house actually I made a roast dinner I took down all my Christmas decorations and then I went out to the pub and we celebrated New Year's Day which actually was really nice and I found this a little bit maudlin about New Year's Eve whereas I thought no let's celebrate the first day of the year oh, instead yes, and it was yeah. great so next yeah. year I'm going to try and try and galvanise my friends to so maybe do like a New Year's Day brunch or something yes and just have a big old piss up on New Year's Day rather than yeah. so I think so New Year's Eve is fraught with emotion it just mm-hmm. makes people cry and a bit wobbly and, and I know I am yeah. so, it's a great uh, idea yeah. yeah but Ashling back to your Wiccan Wiccan ways did you do that in 2016 because you had you have had an amazing yes. 2017 right yes uh, uh, I mean it's odd it's very I suppose in our jobs, and I mean, I know you must uh, know this from working at Glamour, the amount of photos that don't make the uh, front cover versus the ones that do. That um, Oh, yeah. There's a book in that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. All of the sort of wah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long slog, but I think what I'm really learning about and trying to talk more about is the 
balance of what you see on social media and the balance of a life and what success is. So I think we all have to be careful of, especially in, in our industry and the world we live in and when we're uh, uh, three white people living in, in London in the media sort of thing, mm. you can get um, very bogged down by what the idea of success is. Mm. And actually, I suppose 2017, one of the things I'm proudest of was maybe putting aside more time for my friendships. And I know that sounds really... Um, uh, wanky can I say wanky on the of podcast course you can. I've said wanky three times just now. done it <laughs> just done it mate just like one more there. wanky yeah. we'll, we'll all say it we're all in this together that's wanky w-a-n-k-y wanky <laughs> which isn't a rude word yeah. in America <laughs> so, yeah. yeah that's true yeah. Um, and Fanny's your ass yeah. <laughs> um, and Bob's still your uncle yeah um, and yeah, just that to me, like it was a very successful, uh, maybe work year in terms of some stuff. But uh, some of the things I was proudest of weren't necessarily uh, being on TV, if you mm. know what I mean, because that that always happens. And you, you I, sometimes I make um, TV shows in the last year and then they all come out at once the following year and you've sort of made them and you forget then that people are watching you with work you did a sort of year ago. But in through all that time, especially like with a panel show, like say we shot a Taskmasters, which was a panel show I was on um, and people really enjoyed and that was great. But we shot them all over four days and it was a really intense four days and each one is three hours long. So you do like six or seven hours of panel show records, which is a lot to mm. record in four days. And I'd just done a week and a half before that, like I'd finished like 10 episodes of 8 out of 10 Cats and we do two of those a day. And, you know, it's just a lot to do um, and it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't always feel like fun by the end of it because um, you're kind of spent. Um, but that's technically only two weeks of work for stuff that will come out on TV every week. So and that's mm-hmm. right. So it feels like, I just feel like last year was the year that I, I I can't remember how long I've been aware of you, but it's been a long time. Mm. But then last year I felt like, oh, there's Ashling again. Oh, yeah. Ashling's on TV. Yeah, yeah, it kind yeah, of felt yeah. like it was the year that you stepped up a level yeah. and became part maybe. of the mainstream yeah. consciousness through all your hard I work. Su- uh, maybe, yeah. I suppose um, it, the thing I... I take from that is with all that you work really intensively and it gets done and then you like I, I think I'm on TV at the moment nearly every week for like which is you know my poor mother's like I can't keep up I'm giving up now I'm bored of almost like Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> yeah, yeah. in everything I'm very yeah. much the sort of light entertainment Benedict Cumberbatch um, thank you, you I'm glad someone first. finally said, said, said that That's no your, do you know what I'm not she made I that your a, Twitter profile yeah, yeah. a yeah. rich man's Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> but to be fair actually um, you know, it's not like you've been you've just come out of nowhere you have been doing this a while yeah, you've been, yeah, you, I've been you, working I've been yeah. an actor for 13 years exactly and so like and then people say to you oh wouldn't would you do more acting and you're like <gasps> a little bit of you die yeah right? like one year I think the only thing I did was a Holby City where my boob exploded I was a person who had an exploding boob job and um, it was a really intense storyline really can happen yeah it Apparently. did and you know what it yeah. was three weeks before the episode aired and three weeks later all of those pip implant things started happening oh. so it was really ahead of its time again I'm a rich man's that, Benedict Cumberbatch oh, yeah. oh, it was that wicker man that wicker shit yeah yeah exactly it was like oh no yeah, maybe that was all about? your fault yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I'd started a craze um, but the 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 sort of um, uh, what I suppose what I'm trying to say is you do a lot of work intensively and then maybe nothing for a while or you're live gigging or something like that and it, it you have to really work out what a balanced life is. It's sort of, especially if what motivates you, like what motivates me, I know this sounds silly, but isn't to be on TV. It's to make sure that when I'm on TV, I feel like I've done my best work. And yeah. the jobs I do where I felt creatively, it might be a high profile thing, but I haven't felt creatively good don't make me feel yay they make me feel quite so for me in going into 2018 I suppose will be making sure that uh, if I have gotten to a level this year that next year I can maybe have a bit more I wouldn't say choice because I've just been an actor for so long that we always resent most actors, 90% of actors don't work as much as they'd like to. And 10% always go, well, when the script came in, you know, I was reading through a lot of scripts and I said no to a lot. And you're like, oh, you got to say no, did you? Great. Um, <laughs> you know, that, rather than is, doing seven rounds of auditions. Is that what you're looking for? To, to get to a point where you're not terrified to say no. Not to, terrified and maybe yeah. doing doing less things for more time. Yeah. So last year was just like, last year I totted it up and like I did 
uh, um, so Sarah Pascoe is one of my best friends and she she really had a long Can year of gigging last year yes I'll ask her to do the podcast hi Sarah she, yeah, yeah hi Sarah yeah. big shout out but like she like I did 103 live gigs last year and that would be a slow year for a stand up wow. so oh you d- normally I do about 200 but on top of that I did 31 panel shows and that's a lot of uh, uh things to have done but also different employers to have worked for different sets to go into oh, so do you not run out of funny Ashley sorry do, do you not yeah. run out of funny oh yeah I do they have a certain exhaustible <laughs> I level remember, I don't watch anything I'm in and one person sent me a clip of something I was saying on 8 out of 10 cats and it was the most banal thing and I was like why do they leave that in the edit and I remember at the time me thinking well that won't make the edit because that's so I ran out of chat on that subject we, it was like episode 8 and there was still about Trump or oh. something I'm like we've also done say out of 20 episodes as I've been captain of cats 18 of those have been about Trump and Brexit yeah. and you just don't have anything left in your after there's nothing left to say and it's not going anywhere and it, yeah it I, I ran out of chat on that 10 months ago oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. so the most banal the most banal and it's also by the time you record it by the time it's aired it's already dated um, which is annoying so the most banal chat and I was like oh why do they leave that in the edit that's so annoying but with all of that you're working for so many it's just very bitty and hard to get a sort of run at things what was nice about the drama I'm doing which is out there at the moment it's all an iPlayer now and that's called mm. Hard Sun it's called Hard Sun it yeah. stars Agnes Dane who's amazing and Jim Sturgis and I'm in it as well um, and uh, what was nice about that is I flew home I got that job when I was in LA and I was a bit dubious about flying home from LA for a job because I planned on being out there for longer but it was so nice to come home and do one thing just and I'd gig at night and stuff but to just do one thing for a bit of a stretch rather than normally um, and again I'm incredibly lucky I'm getting paid who am I to complain but just for in terms of your mental health to be doing so many yeah. bitty things in a day to be um, to, to not get a run at it it doesn't necessarily feel like you're employed it feels like you're always working but not necessarily employed for a stretch or like you can let your brain and 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 hard sun is that's pure drama so you're mm-hmm. flexing different muscles and yeah and yeah. it's good I because uh, I've been an actor for like again I've been an actor for about 15 years now and I trained dramatically and when I went to I was at Trinity in Dublin for um, four years and I did lots of sketch comedy and then I had a big breakup and I was like right I'm going to England to learn to be a dramatic actress and I will never laugh again (laughs) and when I came out of drama school I had like no agent I bleach blonde hair um, I just thought like, oh, the national will just ring up and put me in their plays. Of course. And they didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> spoiler alert, guys, yeah. they didn't. But I kind of couldn't believe it. Like I was ready to play Medea and eat my babies. <laughs> and then um, I just so I remember going to like a workshop with, with a casting director and she's like, you can fake being good at drama. I know that sounds like an awful thing to say, but you can have someone look out a window and put some kind of uh, Adele behind them and all of a sudden it's very sad but you can't fake funny you cannot fake because people will watch people will watch someone slipping over on the ice on YouTube because it's it's funny to watch but they won't watch someone who it's not funny to like people laughter can't be faked yeah Um, so I was like oh maybe I should try and audition for more comedy stuff and that's when I started doing writing more scripts and doing comedy so it kind of it, it was always there that I'd be doing it but it it, it I, I'm surprised by how big a turn it went into stand-up and and, uh, and stuff like that and look at you now and look at me now yeah. the best of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> look at me now haters swivel on this <laughs> you ain't got no haters um, ah there's a few of them out there but they're sort of fun all the same wow. <laughs> we've, we've had our fun now Ashley. Yeah. are you ready now to do some serious yes please if you wouldn't mind yes this thank is, you is it just me so let's get oh on. yeah life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Joe Ashton, is it just me? Yes. It's got a real bee in my bonnet, and I've actually now got a real phobia of group dinners. Now, when I say group dinners, I'm not saying I'm a total like bar humbug misery guts. Uh, I mean, when I say group dinners, I'm talking like twenty plus people, right? Oh, so a party. No, I'm talking about, you know when somebody, I'm coming off the back of, obviously Christmas. Group dinner with let's, 20 Let's well, define a group. I'd, I'd Miles, call a group dinner six and above. No, no, see, that's a dinner party. That's a dinner party. So you don't. A group dinner for me, I'm talking about milestone birthdays. I'm talking engagement mm, dinners. I'm talking big okay. Christmas get together. Yes. It involves a lot of people sat at a table. And mm. where it often goes wrong and where I hate it mm-hmm. is where what tends to happen is you don't know that many people there. So you'll yes. know maybe your core yeah, yeah, group, yeah, yeah. but you basically yeah. got a lot of people. And my issue with group dinners, and I'm talking about big group God, dinners. so angry. My I issue is, this. I think it brings out the worst in the human spirit and condition. It really brings out the most depraved mm. personality traits to people. Now, mainly, it brings out people who leave before the dinner's over. Yeah. So they always try to get their bill earlier. Oh, they never know. pay for what they're supposed to pay. No, they I always pay, some... but I do try to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they forget service. They forget the drinks they've had. They, yeah. And then at the end, inevitably, there are always people left picking up the bill, yes. paying more than they should have. Um, so yeah, it just literally makes it. This starts with the organizer. So I have to. I know it's not Irish and it's not female to toot your own horn, but I will say I'm a very good organizer of group activities. Oh. And if the organizer is bad, what you do is in advance you to tell everyone this will cost thirty quid, five quid includes service charge or whatever, and that's obviously a, a, a rough number. Please pick from this menu what you want. That's what you're getting on the day. Any extras, you go to the bar for a drink. Exactly. And then you also sit people near their pals, one or two. I hate forced. Um, I get this a lot at weddings. Oh, yeah. well, you, you sit beside them, Ashley. You'll bring them out of their cells. I'm not at work now. I don't want to bring <laughs> yeah. your old Uncle Jerry out of himself because, frankly, he's a bit of a pervert. And, and it's also so not speed dating. Yeah. Stop trying to make yeah, me exactly. meet people. I want to exactly. meet the people I know at you this You want to kind of sit and catch up with people. Yeah. So you make sure that people are actually sat beside someone um, and then, you know, and, and dullards can look after themselves. <laughs> but um, I think that's where it's important to... I agree with you. I think if you're going to do something, organize. you've got to I, commit I to, to organising. Yeah. I always get the people who I end up going into full journalist mode because mm. they don't participate in the conversation so out of nerves and you become and question a, absolute question. stress and trauma I just sit there asking questions like a Michael freaking Parkinson yeah and then after about 25 minutes realize this person usually a guy sorry usually a guy this person still doesn't know my name yeah yeah <laughs> I, that's a real bugbear here's of mine. a question I have because this is um Joe and I were talking earlier about uh, um uh, a friend I had who uh, uh, needed a lot of help, um, and not in a in a in a needed help being um, uh, wheeled out of hospital because he <laughs> broke his leg. But I wonder, with that, do we because it, again in in our jobs it's quite an active thing. So I'd be quite active in sometimes doing stuff for people. Totally. Um, and it's actually easier for me to do stuff for people than not. And sometimes my friend said to me, "But do do they ever ask for your help?" And you're like, "No, no, no, I just do it." And you're like, "Well, then have you maybe?" Um, created your own problem and now for you it's important to ask questions and that's how you'd like to live your life but I wonder do they could you just leave them alone and not give your energy I have have tried that on occasion where I've just thought you know what I'm just going to sit here and wait till you say something Mm -hmm. and I have done it and it is vile. It's vile. It's it so really, awful. And for some reason And when you're good at it But for some reason I still think that's a defective thing 
on my part, oh my God, I must be so boring that this person doesn't want to talk you, to me. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I take all the responsibility for no, but it. Also, I think because yeah. you're, it's t- or maybe it's a really wanky word, but I think because you're a communicator or a journalist, I think for you, silence is the most deafening sound in yeah. the world. You know, it's yeah. a failure to us. If you're it, it in a, yeah. a situation yeah. where you're professionally yes, talking to somebody, so silence is the worst thing you can be faced with. Whereas I think there's a lot of people, mm. just people out there in the world who are very comfortable in silence. They yes. don't need the constant yeah, noise yeah, that yeah. we need. And that's so true. It's a failure. You read this this uh, communication as a failure. On you. They might think, oh, I was sitting beside this lovely person at dinner and we just sat there in silence. It was really yeah. easy company. You're like, this is a failure of a social <laughs> yeah. interaction. Or, or, God, that woman would not shut, shut up, up interrogating <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. I just ended up giving her my sword code and my passwords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't tried that. Yeah, yeah. What's See, your, you're, you're quicker than me. What's your password? Yeah. My other thing as well, before we finish about group dinners, mm. I, I noticed there's a terrible domino effect as well when it comes to drinking. So that what tends to happen is you'll mm. see people because you know that you're always it's a big group so you yeah. can't keep track of who where everyone's yeah. drinking and you'll just see a tray of cocktails go past espresso yeah, martinis yeah, normally yeah, yeah. and what then happens is the panic sets in you're thinking I'm going to get lumbered paying for those drinks mm-hmm. I'm going to have an espresso <laughs> martini really yes tight. exactly <laughs> oh, no it's but, not but then no, that's so you know 30 people are ordering 15 espresso martinis and you've got 150 quid bill that's at the end where of it. every <laughs> group dinner no matter whether you're um, in a Nando's or at the Grosvenor Hotel get your drinks at the bar yourself exactly. and no one's ever going to feel no bad about that. that there's no, no shame in that there's no shame in saying this dinner yeah, does yeah. not include you can still do rounds then exactly. you so your, your group yeah. dinner age has got very little to do with the social anxiety that it has for me and it's all just about the bill yeah. at yeah. the end oh, well, I, what I was going to say <laughs> yeah. and also the other thing I would say about these group dinners if you don't do what you do Ashley, which is mm-hmm. really organised beforehand yeah. there's always some poor fucker at the end mm-hmm. with a calculator sorting it all out well yeah. there's hideously steamed drunken people pay, on espresso martinis I would not pay £100 more to not do the to bill. not be the guy <laughs> oh, with the totally. calculator you, always what? and I'm so I always think there are tiny heroes there are they're the heroes who don't wear capes mm. are the people who do sort the, the bill at the end of a group dinner I know if you're ever at a group dinner with me and I'm sort of like just chugged my fourth espresso martini <laughs> yeah. you can add 500 quid to my bill and I, like Ashley I'll be so grateful that somebody else did sorted it sorted it out yeah, yeah. I, oh god I've always hated maths but you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't be unhappy if you just had to go to the bar or give your card to get those no, espresso martinis of course not. See? No. see James from now on that is what I want you to take into 2018 that you can go guys will we all get drinks at the bar separately and just split the bill for the dinner I'll tell you what I Good. can't wait to get so invited so it's not just me then can we just admit that it's not just no, me that has no, a fear I, of these situations I, I for one am looking forward to your New Year's Day group dinner <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be 2019 coming. starting with a hell of a fight two and a half <laughs> Don't Hello, I'll have the um, lobster <laughs> and three espresso martinis please <laughs> Isn't it funny in dry January all I think about is alcohol? We're not obsessed or anything. We've got a problem or anything. But no, we're all fine. <laughs> is it just me who has, I'm not going to say one friend, a couple of friends who, if we're both not drinking, it's all a bit awkward. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. Is that a terrible, terrible thing? Do you think as we get older, and obviously I, I'm not ageing and for any casting directors listening. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> in fact. You're getting younger. Yeah. Oh, I am that's, thank you. Yeah. Um, but as we get older, we have actually, you, you, you have different groups of friends. You make kind of so many friends over the years and some of them are just for certain reasons. And I'm probably Absolutely. a lot of people's drinking buddy or go and see a show and then we have one drink and leave. I'm there are all other people for com- compartmentalising. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think there's any harm in being someone's person or like there's some people I love going dancing with. We probably don't know anything emotional about each other, but God, we love, like when we go to a nightclub or something, we really, we just love dancing and we wouldn't even need to drink. We just yeah. we love being in a dirty club till 3 a.m. And then there are other people who I don't think I've ever had a drink with, but we're like, and then he didn't ring back. Yeah. So I think you can have... Like it, it's just weird when you find out that someone maybe you've told all your secrets drunk to is not the actually that close to you. Exactly. And when you've had a great night out and then you're, I don't know, walking to the tube together one mm. afternoon and there's there's that silence again. Yeah. <laughs> tumbleweed. <laughs> tube tumbleweed. And then I get into my head. I was like, just think of something, anything to say. And then that's all I can think of to mm. say. And so that's it. I've got brain freeze. Yeah. I mean, I, well, there's that expression, I think. You know, people come into your reason. I mean, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Isn't that the expression <gasps> they say? Vibes. That's nice, vibes. It's very deep, isn't oh, it? I like that vibe. I think yeah. that my um, daughter quoted that from some YouTuber who said oh. it. I'm just yeah. saying. I think, they, I think they nicked it from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, like the Dalai Lama of James, this podcast. James, are you, you know, on Instagram when there's <laughs> no, all these... I'm 
quotes and they say Anon. Are you Anon? I hate those fucking things. I knew it. I think that does kind of tie into what we're saying a little bit here. Like, you know, there are certain friends you have for certain Mm. reasons. Um, And I don't know where, I think there's a place for the person that is a great laugh and a great friend to you when you are drinking. But let's be honest, I think in in the hierarchy of friendships, you probably do want the friend that you can talk to regardless of of your sobriety or drunkenness or otherwise. Mm. Um, But to be honest, I think my thing at the moment, I mean, I've never been one to get on board with dry January and I am attempting it this year. Um, But um, my worry is it just means you've got a lot of time in your hands. So to be honest, I'm worried I'm I'm boring. I'm not not worried about my friends being boring. Mm. I think I'm just a bit more boring because... You just do kind of. I can think of something to do alone in that cottage, James. You've got all that. By the way, I do live in a cottage. That's not a disgusting euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not cottage, James. Well, I am because that's my address. Um, I uh, here's another uh, bit straight in from Ashling's self-help work. In terms of, um, it's very difficult as well to be vulnerable in our current society. And drink allows us to be vulnerable, which we're so desperately in need of. So a lot of the times when you're getting to know someone, you don't want to be the first person to be vulnerable and go, God, sometimes I'm lonely because they might be like, get away from me. Whereas actually when you have a couple of drinks and you, you can say sometimes what's in your so heart. True. And I wonder is that we need to connect with what I try to do with new friends. I've got this. Um, Have you ever read in The Guardian's Saturday magazine? there is this um, Q&A and they take all the same questions but with different people every Saturday. So someone might be a civil rights activist or um, an actor. It could well be Benedict Cumberbatch. And it'll be like, when did you last cry? How often do you have sex? Um, What was the most expensive thing you bought and why? And I love reading those because I love reading the different ways people interpret questions. And so I keep a copy of that in my diary. And sometimes when I'm making a new friend, about maybe three months in, I'm like, do you want to sit down and I'll do a quiz on you? (laughs) That's a good so, yeah, it's a good it's one. Re- it's I, a really, I love being quizzed. Everyone loves being yeah. quizzed because people actually get to, we don't get to work out why our brains work a lot of the time. And I think maybe what happens with those drinking pals is it's an investment to decide to, decide to be vulnerable with someone and risk that. And so maybe when you're like, oh, normally we were just like chatting about the match last night or whatever it was. And then now we're walking to the tube. It's now the time I go, so are both of your parents alive? And uh, do you resent your sister or brother for any reason? Uh, you know, there's, and actually that is a question that bypasses what tube do you normally get to work? And you will make a connection then with that person. Maybe more next, likely to. I think, I think that's a really good tip and I'm going to take that to my next boring dinner party. But for the mm-hmm. tube walk, I might just think, like what's your favourite M&S sandwich I think yes. that, that really gets people yes. not, not those when, questions not, are that's a divider not when yeah. did you last yeah. have sex on the way to the tube yeah no. uh, uh, imagine well, just straight out of the, the bath <laughs> yeah. was it on yeah. the tube depends who it is I yeah. depends who it is yeah, 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 I think that's yeah. a really interesting point actually you're, you're right can't wait I, to I walk think, back mm. to the tube with you James it's going to be so underwhelming but I think that's so true I think you are right a lot of people do treat alcohol as their opportunity to be vulnerable yes of course and I think to be honest this has now been my is that a good thing well, I was going to say, because my thing is now, I've really tried hard to just be a bit more just generally open and without mm. filter, not in a rude way, yeah, but yeah, in, yeah. in in the sense, if somebody does say to you, how are you doing? Going, actually, I'm feeling a bit shit today. Yeah, and without yeah, being yeah. That, suddenly that person that volunteers way too much information in a yes. very uneasy, uncomfortable yes. way, trying to do it with a little bit of charm and humour, yeah. but still generally being quite vulnerable and honest. Yeah, so and I think, I you're think, right. that's, I think how we t- that's how we go against maybe... Um, you'd be amazed at how there's a starvation for those stories as well yeah. and I get this a lot doing stand-up and you can see the material people are like oh I can breathe now someone else has said it and then you can see the stuff that's like and sometimes people need to be free from cares People, you mm. want to have a laugh and it's not always like it but there's just the f- just not giving in to the fear that you can have five minutes of that for 40 minutes of laughs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's okay. And it's a real, even when I'm on stage and I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about this and it'll be over in two minutes, this little bit. But that two minutes can feel like 20 rather than like gag, gag, bang, bang, bang. But it, it makes for a more interesting set of stand-up. And I think it endears you to other people who feel bonded. Maybe it feels more by real. That, that, yeah, by that common experience. And, the, and I completely agree. If somebody just being slightly more real, mm. it just helps everybody to exhale mm. a yeah. little bit. 
And I think that only good can come from that. Exactly. So you're not being oh, boring. When did we get here? Just no. be real, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that sounds like another terrible uh, Instagram quote, doesn't it? Yeah, no, 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 not at all. You are a non. I know you must be a non. Um, James Non Williams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Responsible for so many quotes on Instagram. Um, but Sarah Milliken has, uh, you know Sarah Milliken again, Sarah Milliken, Alaska, do the podcast show. Yes, please. Um, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Oh, not, not the other Sarah, this Sarah. Yeah. Um, but she is a thing about, um, uh, which I always really liked about. Uh, when you've a bad gig and so you can apply this to a bad day or a bad day at work or whatever you have until 11am the next morning to sit in the a bad gig or a good gig to either sit and wallow in the sadness of that or um, live in the sort of woohoo I'm amazing and after that you either become arrogant or moany but still allow yourself the time to sort of sit and be like oh that was awful and that's a kind of not a bad way of not feeling am I being too complainy or Mm. uh, you know, because we should all be allowed to complain. There's always that sort of well. Yeah, no, but allow yourself to have whatever that emotion yeah. is, yeah. be it happy or yeah. sadness or hurt. Sit with it for a little bit. It's like bit. a time out on your processing thoughts. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. It's so much better after this. This is like ah. great therapy, Ashling. Yeah. Uh, you'd think I, it was January I, yeah. I go out onto the street and you goes, God, I really learned a lot. And I'm there drinking a whiskey bottle. Yeah. Going, <laughs> yeah. It was Christmas Eve, babe. And I respect the drum song. Last topic, Ashley. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? We're, you you are sorting out my life today. Oh, I feel great. like everything you say, <laughs> I'm writing down, and it's just going to inform the way I'm going to be for the next twelve months. And speaking of being, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Praise I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me or not, but is it? You know, how do we feel about? Um, you know, rightly or wrongly, and by our own choosing or not, being defined by what we do for a living. Mm. And that's a very, very interesting soul-searching topic for James and I at the moment. Yeah, um, you know. So you guys gave of... up. Gla- you guys came out of glamour when? Uh, about two ago. months ago. Two months ago. Yeah. So you're still in the whoa. Like, well, I, Joe was there for seventeen. I was there years. seventeen. Yeah. I was there nearly fifty. Yeah. But never mind. Never mind where you were. You had a regular place to go to in the morning. Mm-hmm. A regular building. A regular group of people to yeah. see. And that's. In itself, I suppose, that's, yeah, yeah, that's probably that's the scariest like the, the, thing. You've had a physical rug pulled from underneath mm. you, like you said. It's about being anchored yeah, somewhere yeah. and anchored but with I, people. I've yeah. had a, a, a great um, lesson from it all. Now, I, you know, I stayed at that job a long time because it was mm-hmm. very hard to. It was a fantastic job, but also glamour was like uh, uh, to blow smoke up your bottoms. It was a really just let me just, let me just turn around. Good glassy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, that feels good. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was a, a great magazine. It celebrated women. You Thank guys you. achieved yeah. a lot. Like the Glamour Awards always had this host of people from a variety of like, it was just like I this year was my first Glamour Awards, but like the variety of women that were celebrated at it was just really inspiring. You're like, yes, this is great. And, and, and it know, can be about I'm, dresses and makeup and stuff. I'm going to really miss also that. This. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will miss it. And I, and I do miss it. I miss having that audience mm. to connect with. But I'm going to be really serious now. When you know, for doing something for so long and being Joe Elvin, editor of yeah. for so long, mm-hmm. I honestly thought that when I wasn't Joe Elvin, editor of, it would be like I died. Yeah, I thought yeah. no one will speak to me. No one mm-hmm. want to do the podcast. Where no is your will, power? Yeah, and and yeah. and that, and I, I I say this to reassure anybody else who may be going through similar things on a on a smaller or a larger scale. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if I think because I made good relationships. Mostly on the way. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a couple of people out there who hate my guts, so, you know, from <laughs> professional wrangles. But I think if you if you've sort of tried to have integrity and tried to be real, as we were mm. saying, actually people still did email me back. So I was quite yeah. relieved by all of that. So I, I think I had defined myself by my job mm. for a very long but time. But it's also not that's not a is it just me thing because especially in the world we work in people sometimes value you by your importance. So I spend a lot of time in LA. I spent about a third of my year in LA. And what's interesting is LA and Hollywood is a town built on who are you, what do you do? But I sort of go there for different reasons because I'm a nobody in LA and sometimes it's quite nice to like breathe and not be recognised in the shop or go on stage and have no one know who I am and be able to sort of find my way without any pressure on stage. So I'm I'm sort of oddity in the town. But I, I've gone to the, this is all name droppy, but sure, fuck it. I've gone to the <laughs> Emmys 
uh, twice. So la- this year I went with Sharon Horgan oh. and last year she, she was well, the show was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Carrie Fisher. So uh, Sharon, I went along as Sharon's plus one, delighted with myself. Um, and then the year before I just went to, again with Sharon, Catastrophe was nominated. I just hang on to Sharon's coattails. <laughs> and, Who um, wouldn't, to yeah, be honest, exactly. But I am... Um, Sharon, oh, uh, another award. Sharon, can she <laughs> well do done. the, the yes, podcast? Well, I mean, uh, Sharon, Sharon's been saying she will for the last yeah, year. Yeah. Can, Sharon, can I, can Sharon. I just yeah. say we that know you're listening, yeah. Sharon. I can yeah. see that I'm here for my connections to other cool Yeah, we're not actually going like, to broadcast this episode. Okay. Not true. You're here because you live this around the corner. This isn't even turned on. This mic doesn't work. And so... But the two years I've gone, I've been really interested in seeing how in the rooms, people, you, if you have a TV show out one year, you are brought into those rooms. You don't have to queue. You don't have to queue at parties. Everyone's looking at you. The following year, your TV show is not working and you're not looked at. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I I was just made acutely aware of and what's lovely about going with Sharon or going with someone who like Sharon's like family to me is that you have to hang on to those relationships because people, people, we can all get carried away when we have successes and stuff like that. But in that town, you you are not nobody if you don't have a TV show, but you can be made feel like you are. Yeah. So you have to have something else. And that's why I was saying earlier about when I'm on TV a lot and I don't feel like I've done something I'm creatively proud of. I can't bring that home with me I can't say well I was creative but I wasn't a success that will keep my soul fed but if I'm like well I was on TV but I wasn't happy with the work and then next week I'm not on TV that's a real there's an emptiness there that will be made worse by unemployment or if I don't get a job or something like that so um I, I think it, you're not totally crazy to feel like that because especially like it's one thing in comedy where you are you have to be funny but in in a in, in the magazine world where it's a lot about surface stuff and there's loads of things that are surfacey that it can I can mm. I can only imagine what it feels like in the fashion world where there's a high turnover of people and who's hot and who's not exactly yeah, yeah and you, you don't want to feel yeah. like you're not because you know what it's like to be attached to I think I'm not well, hot yeah. and I'm fine with that you are very hot <laughs> I'm looking at Joe right now she's looking I think as well you know we have to acknowledge we are, I think, whether we're the first generation or certainly our parents were, I think, the last generation mm-hmm. of people who literally did a job for life. Yes. You know, and I think we're in this very strange period now whereby, mm-hmm. and I think this is what I'm going through at the moment, is I was somewhere I loved for such a long time. And like mm-hmm. you said, it was a hard job to leave. And in a way, yeah. it was good that we were given no choice in the end. But, um, <laughs> but you know, we never would have left. I, I was drinking we, every we, day at work and I was, uh, we were, I was fired. I was we were fired. basically <laughs> those people at a party that would yeah. not leave. So it's yeah. just like, here's the exit, go, the music's <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, you know, but obviously, I, I won't lie, I found this quite a tricky transitional period. Mm. Because and two months is, two months, you guys are probably still, I, I, like, I'm not a doctor, but physically in shock. Probably, and that was yeah. two months going into Christmas. Exactly. That is, I've been freelance for 15 years. And uh, it's still like I didn't get a job. So I've like a couple of good things happening this year. But I was down to the last two for this job that would have been filming in three weeks time. And I just had it in my head that I'd gotten it. I never normally let myself think that. And then just before Christmas, I found out I hadn't. And it's still even though I've got loads of things going on this year, I've worked loads. I'm so incredibly grateful. I felt, well, that's that. I'm out of here. I'm not. That would have been yeah. the thing that people would have been respecting me for. And I'm, I'm out of here now and I've got no work. And that's, and also I didn't get the job, which means the director essentially thought I was crap. And that all went yeah. through my head rather than going, look what I'd achieved. Well, around the, and it yeah. is a scary. Don't you think as well, I think also. To be freelance, you do. F- well, this is exactly what I was going to say. I think freelance is actually, you know, and I avoided doing freelance work for mm-hmm. a long time for this very reason. Because yeah. I think you have so much time to think. Yeah. And sometimes being alone with your thoughts is mm-hmm. not a good place to be, you know. The but fact I that think, you do this this show together rather than on your own is already Oh my god! This I've said this to Joe before. This show is pretty mm. much, and it sounds really dramatic. This show has pretty much saved my sanity the last mm. couple of months because it's been the one thing that we've got that's mm-hmm. consistent, and we, love doing it. And we enjoy yeah. it. You know, we love lovely reactions from people. We've had incredible support, and you have co-workers. You're yeah. both each other's co-workers. Well, we, we still see each other every, every week. It's few my days. pod husband. <laughs> yeah, he's your pod husband. Pod husband, pod yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, I think as well. You know, we just need to give ourselves a lot more of, of a break and just yeah. accept. That, you know, you're not. You know, sometimes I feel now I need to look at this as a new chapter, a new beginning, mm-hmm. and just figuring stuff out and finding Freelance what I want to really do. It's really hard, especially you know? when you're on your own. I, I, again, I read something that um, humans are programmed to be around each other because if we didn't get anxious when we're on our own, we would all end up being hermits and we wouldn't have procreated. Mm. So in our animal brains, 
we all after I think it's something like 10 hours being on our own our um, our anxiety levels double and I don't mean when you're pottering around the house or something like that but you need to see other humans for your sanity levels so we naturally all stay together like that's part of our animal brains in your in your line of work Ashling, and mm-hmm. you know you're sort of like freelancing and, and hustling for yeah. work in that way where's the line for you when you need that support of people who know what it is the mm-hmm. kind of work that you're going for and, and how tough it is where's the line between that and trusting people with being vulnerable who yeah. are sometimes your competition it's it doesn't really happy as much happen as much in stand-up because we're all we're, like we can all work together at the same time and you're not we're not all pretending to be uh uh, a sort of blue monkey in a TV show. We're not all trying to be that one thing. There's, we're all being our own things. In acting, it, I, I'm really lucky. I feel like I'm when I'm a stand up in LA because I'm also acting there and I, uh, I'm auditioning a lot. And I thought to myself, what a lonely town this would be, if the only people I met every day were other actors in audition auditions who I hope don't get the part yeah. mm. because you're my competition so we're not going to go do you want to go for tea after this and talk about what we both just did in an audition room and wonder who got it whereas with stand, I get to do that and then in the evening I go and do stand up and I work regularly with five different people on each show and then you do go for coffee and beers and stuff like that and I think stand ups also know what it's like to be quite lonely it's a really lonely job and it's the worst part of stand up is travelling on your own uh, so you might get to a gig in the north of England, do 20 minutes, have a beer with someone if you know them on the bill and then travel for another two and a half hours back down on your own just with your thoughts and that's yeah. and having to think about yourself all the time and talk about yourself. And then try and find that up energy to get mm. on stage. And, yeah, yeah. And, and at night time when most people are going to work, just ourselves, nurses and robbers. Um, <laughs> and that, that, that loneliness part of it, I think, is the part of freelancing that is the scariest bit. Also, every time you do a job, it's you're already almost uh, unemployed as you start it. So when I get an audition or something like that, I'm like, oh, great. I wonder what the next thing will be, though. So you don't get to get a job and run at it for two or three years. You are constantly about to be unemployed, even if the job you just did paid you five million quid. I've never done a job that's paid me five million quid, but you're already unemployed. Yeah. So you always say yes to things as well. So you stretch yourself. Yeah, you do. And then you, so that's what I did a lot. I I definitely have it. I I know I can see it in Sharon as well. We come from quite grafty families. Uh, I grew up in a single parent family. My mother was always worked. All our family are very grafty. Sharon's family are turkey farmers and and big workers. And they're all grafters as well. And I know them all quite well. And I think we both have a panic if there's no work to do because it's that, oh, oh God, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm out of work I'm not finished a job I'm out of work mm. yeah. and there are two things to get your head around it so I, I'm not sure I totally know how to relax and not work maybe if any of us did proper jobs we'd be quite happy <laughs> yeah. to be defined yeah, a, by them if I was a doctor yeah, yeah I'm a doctor that'd be yeah. great yeah, there's no yeah. patience today yeah. There's, yeah. there's always time to maybe write an article or write a new idea or come up with something new even if it's midnight at night and it's very hard to have there's no natural 6pm exactly yeah in freelancing mm. There's, um, uh, to quote another book, in Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please, oh. she's got this bit about uh, your career versus your creativity. And one year I'd worked quite a lot, but I felt quite sad at the end of it. And again, people would come up to you and go, you're doing really well, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, OK. And you just have to nod your head, even though you don't feel happy. I, mm. I was just like, I suppose from the outside, that's what it looks like. Um, and I realised that uh, when I read this, she was like, there's your career and your career is your bad boyfriend. It might be really nice to you one day, but it's not going to be nice to you forever and you can't rely on it. But then there's your creativity and your creativity is what nurtures your soul. And that's what you should be moving stuff for. And that's what you should be panicking about. And that's what you should be because it will reward you back if you feed it. And one year I just realised I'd maybe done a lot of career things that weren't necessarily creative. And so I was sort of just basically turning up to events with a bad boyfriend but maybe we weren't actually happy in our house, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really a metaphor, good way to by think the of way. it. I wasn't actually going out with someone I didn't like. <laughs> Love old lady Paula. It's, it's, yeah. it, that that bit that for some reason out of the whole book, that bit connected with me because it's so hard to tell which is which. And yeah. similarly, if you if you work in an office job you don't like, but actually you get to do lots of stuff at the weekend you don't mind, and you don't mind taking the paycheck, then you're sort of fulfilling the life you want but if you're in a job where you're getting paid a lot but maybe getting bullied in the workplace or you're working with people you don't like you're sort of taking a hit in your sanity 
for something else but but on the outside people go oh that's a great job oh you're getting yeah, paid exactly. off that, aren't you and yeah. you're like yeah but, but why am I but I do think the world is separated into people who can actually do work they don't like if the paycheck's mm-hmm. good and they can take the home the money but they're that, getting fed by something yes, else yes they yeah. basically they basically work so they can live at the weekend mm-hmm. whereas I was always somebody I could never do something day to day that I hated because mm, yeah. I could not spend that many hours a day doing something I, I hated which is why I went down a creative path yeah. you know so I think there is a, a divide in it but I think then the negative it's, side it's of that more, is then yeah. do you know how to have a weekend no it's all over That's, the place yeah, as well. yeah exactly where creative yeah. jobs are a lot more hard but your life balance <laughs> might take a bit of a yeah a bit yes. of a knock oh, man yeah. this anyway. is such a huge topic we could talk about it all day but, but we can't because there's a man yeah knocking at the there door. is there is a man here we just to let you go you are a very busy bee i don't know which one of us the man wants but Probably oh, you, oh right? God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, what's my hair like? Yeah. Oh you're looking gorgeous. Oh, vibes. As ever. Now, you're on Hard Sun on BBC One at the moment. Oh, yes. So it's it's done this new thing where it's put it all on iPlayer. So from Saturday the 6th, after this po- before this podcast goes awesome. out. Awesome. It will all be on iPlayer, but it's also on BBC One every Saturday, I think, nine. And it's very scary. It's from... Um, uh, Neil Cross who made Luther so it's his oh, amazing yeah well so I'm very much looking forward mm-hmm. to that you have been an absolutely divine <gasps> podcast guest you guys have been you. divine I can't wait we to come around to your you. cottaging parties <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and those big group dinners where we're all going to fight <laughs> is that what you call the big group dinners um, thanks yeah. for listening everyone and if you have any thoughts or suggestions for topics you'd love us to sort of you know discuss on the show please do email us at isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com I'm so glad I always forget what that is <laughs> you can follow us on joe underscore elvin on twitter and instagram what's yours Jen? I'm James Connor W12 and everything do you want to plug yours Ashley um, uh, we miss my B. butt or my Instagram yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 at we miss B and that's B-E-A even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.